This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. I blow, blow away <coughs> with the Chelsea we go. It's a full studio. Hello and welcome to the Chelsea Fan Show. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and the Chelsea Fan Cast. This evening, that is Stamford Chidge, Jonathan Kidd, Woo. and of course, Mark Worrell. Mark, lovely to have you with us. Nice to see you, Johnny. And a lovely week for Chelsea. Yes, yes, yes. Ish. Monday was lovely. I enjoyed that. Thursday, a bit more painful. But hey, you know, winners a win, isn't it, JK? Yeah, yeah, one nil. You know, after, despite the fact we played like one complete nil. idiots, you know, I mean, uh, they weren't very good, were they? Well, Once I don't. Again. I disagree with that. Actually, I Ooh. think I think I think that they had. A, we'll talk about it later, obviously. But oh, I thought well. I thought they had a game plan, Slavia. Oh, they did. They definitely yeah, game plan. They were all he right. said he'd been they watching. Had a he'd been watching the. Uh, they had a drummer. Above all, yeah, that was the, that was the main you game hear plan. Hear the drum there. It's yeah, like, they had a close they up had of him. Co- the ghost no, of Cozy Powell. No way. Didn't you hear the drum? Did you know that Cozy Powell was Liam? Gallagher's un- uncle. No way. Yes way. Liam Gallagher, the footballer. No, you Wally. Oasis in it. Must side. Yeah. You know, what's the competition, Chidge? Ah, oh, do you want the competition now? He's yes, he's on the ball tonight. Is what it all you... the players who've played for both Chelsea and Slavia Prague? No. Miroslav that would be stock. yeah, stock. <laughs> I got there that one. one. Very good. Uh, no, it is as ever, Johnny. You rude man, you. Uh, it is mysteriously enough. Surprisingly enough, uh, name all the players that have played for both Chelsea and Liverpool. Danny Sturridge. Ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh, that's ooh, one. Ooh, there ooh. are there are seventeen that I have found. Ooh. Seventeen players that seventeen, for... Chelsea and Liverpool. Uh, don't answer them all now. This is Nig- Nigel Spack. Yes, that's two, but no more. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want you giving any more clues to the punters out there, so they oh, know what to do. Oh, right. Yeah, this is they. They love it. You know, um, Mark Meehan loves this he, every yeah. week because he, he knows uh, everything, as you know. Yeah. So anyway, you know what to do. Uh, you send our answers to at uh, Love Sport Radio on Twitter or at Chelsea Fancast so that I can read them. Dominique Solanke. Yeah, that's no more. <laughs> Marco, enough. No, no, enough. I just thought I'd, that was know, one of the hard ones. Help, help, help. 
Don't. You're too nice. You'll ruin the quiz. Anyway, (laughs) you you can also phone up, of course, on 0208 70 20. Fernando Torres. Joey Jones. (laughs) You're really going to upset him. Joey Jones. (laughs) No, actually, no, that's wrong. Oh, well, that shut him up. No, it's not. That shut him up, though, didn't it? No. Talking of the Chelsea fancast, you can, of course, vote for Uh, the Chelsea fancast in the FPA's chip. Plug, plug. There we go. I won't interrupt this. Right, okay, you're dead right. Actually, Marco did a good thing this week. That was a lovely tweet you put out, but we need more of that. It was my first ever thread. It was a thread. A thread it was a great thread, yeah. But the thread feature. It was a great thread, Marco. But it's serious because I've actually found out who we're up against, and there's a lot of Arsenal podcasts there. It's going to be tough competition there's, this year. There's that horrible, yeah. horrible Red Man yeah. TV. No, they're not in our, our podcast. They're Aren't not they? in. No, oh, no, no, no. Oh. So anyway, look, it's going to be tough. So we need all the votes out there. So we need you to get your fingers out, vote, get your granny to vote, your mum to vote, your sister to vote, cheat if you have to, vote early, vote often, uh, hack people's IP uh, IP addresses. Just do it. Do it. Anyway, anyway, what you have to do, of course, you could do it on, on Twitter uh, by tweeting. I am voting for at Chelsea Fancast in at the FBAS for hashtag best podcast or you can just go to at Chelsea Fancast and the pinned tweet uh, therein has a click to tweet link which makes it very easy tried that couldn't yeah. make it work well uh, unless you're tweet. Jonathan I'll, yeah. sh- I'll prove it to you that it works in a minute okay. I just phone, I, right? I did the Twitter thing it was easier yeah. anyway so you can also vote on Instagram by heading to the Football Blogging Awards Instagram page Jonathan click looks on... like Joey Ramone he does look a bit weird doesn't he <laughs> uh, click on the relevant best Come podcast on, image both barrels today will you pretty... both be quiet Sorry. thank you uh, p- click on the, be- uh, the relevant best Come podcast on, image blues. and tag our Instagram account at Chelsea Fancast in the comments and of course you can also go to the FBA's website which is footballbloggingawards.co.uk forward slash vote hyphen now and choose Chelsea Fancast for best podcast it's, I mean, you, it's you, so easy you to should vote. do Just those do commercials for like, he does that he speaks he can no do I know really he does I know. but you should do you know it as that well one where you speak yeah. really quickly I, if I did that like him I'd be rich speak really quickly yeah I can do that Am when I you rich? give the terms and conditions I don't know only you can answer that please gamble responsibly but are we talking about spirit rich in spirit yeah we're talking about emotional fibre thank you wonderful yeah. by the way voting closes on the I think it's at midnight on uh, April the 21st, which is a week on Sunday. Get the vote out. Vote Chelsea Fancast. It's that simple. Are you going, are you going out am. there? Do you know where they're having To the it? empty head. The empty head, yeah. Ooh. It could be revenge for the 6-0, <coughs> mate. Excuse me. It could be revenge for the 6-0. Or it could be the only trophy they're, Chelsea win this year. But they're bound they? to give City an award, aren't they, for hosting it? <sighs> no. Do you, th- do you think it'll be that cynical? Yeah. Watch. No, I, do you watch know what? what I, know, I know what it is, because I know the young lad who, who, who's who been doing this. Because, of course, we won the first Best Podcast Award in 2012. It was in a yeah, shed, then. To be fair, you were the only one that Shh, entered. It was, that's no. kind of true, actually. <laughs> but uh, we're the only ones who turned up. Me, me, Cheltel and Darren Mantle. Oh, I remember, remember that, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't. It was in a Masonic Hall in Stockport, so it wasn't very glamorous. But Ant, the guy who runs it, is a big City fan, so I think he's kind of. He could set now. I, say I don't made mind it. City. Actually. Yeah, I don't mind City. Man City are all well, there. this is an interesting one. They're the Chelsea of the North. They are. Well, quite. But they were before they became very rich. Were they? Yeah. In yeah. what when, sense? When I was growing up, as a kid, a very long time ago, they, they, they kind of like their history. History's mirrored yeah, each other. It was like City won the FA Cup, then Chelsea yeah. won the FA Cup. City won the European Cup yep. Winners' Cup, then Chelsea yep. won the European exactly. Cup Winners' Cup. And then it all went pear shaped. Apart from they did clubs. win the league in the 60s, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, but we don't oh, talk about that. We don't about talk that. about that. No, no, no. 
So one thing that we've been discussing from the City point of view uh-huh. on a lot of these fan shows is who you want to win the league. <laughs> Manchester City, City and yeah. Liverpool. Everyone is saying City. Fulham are so keen on City winning really? the league. Why? That before, because they all hate Liverpool <laughs> yeah. and Liverpool fans. Yeah. And Fulham yeah. was so Fulham. keen. Yeah. Mm. They hate everybody. They, though, they, they just hate Liverpool fans. They hate fans. Chelsea they hate more Chelsea, than Liverpool. Well, quite possibly. It'd be no, interesting to see who they'd support I'm encouraged out of those by this. My, my faith in human nature is being restored <laughs> because if you listen to the media, they'll have it that every, you know, all the neutrals, all other football fans love Liverpool. Nothing could be further from the truth. Every true supporter of a football team hate and despise Liverpool. You'll be pleased to I, I have to say, I have to say, being of that age, very saddened to hear of the news that Tommy oh, Smith yeah, yeah, yeah. died. The Anfield yeah. I am. Because he, he was, was a, hell of a, player. a proper yeah. footballer like Chopper Harris. I was going to say, he was, wasn't he? He was yeah, their version yeah. of Chopper Harris. Yeah. yeah. And of course, he scored a great goal in the European Cup final in 1977. Yeah, that's enough. No, but he did, you Just know. And his knees are gone. We've given him respect. All oh, right, okay. That's I was having the impression that there'd been a poll recently and Chelsea were the most hated team. Well, I think Liverpool. Probably after yesterday. <laughs> Liverpool are in after the... yes you know that wasn't yeah. done today that will be, be a double one wouldn't it no oh really, dear me yeah but that's what I said Jonathan if you go to social media that's the kind of rubbish you'll get but people who go to matches who really do support their team they all tell you they hate Liverpool it, you know, it's, there's a real divide there. It's the classic matchgoers versus social media supporters. Fulham are so keen to see City win the league that before the City game, they were all saying that they actively hoped they got beaten by at least six because <laughs> they wanted to help their goal difference. So that yeah. is, if ever there I were commitment that. to a cause, Good on them. it is that. We'll, of course, be talking Chelsea throughout there's much of the show. There's only one F in Fulham. There is. <laughs> and we'll be bringing updates from the Premier League as well kicking off at 8 o'clock Leicester City host Newcastle and we'll also be bringing you updates from the Masters and Augusta at the top of that leaderboard at the moment Molinari has moved has into he? the lead he's 6 under no 13 way. through today Wait, where's Johnny Rahm somebody told me to have a little bet on him well so, so Rahm was doing very well yesterday he was equal on top at 3 under at one point but he's still 3 under now where is Poulter He's only one through. Poulter is second. Poulter is, Poulter is five under 14 nice. through. Is that, mm, no, I, love, I love the Masters. I don't know anything no, about no, I love the Masters. Poulter has literally just moved to six under. And, of course, oh. Rory McIlroy has just teed off after a disappointing 73 yesterday. The par, of course, being 72. We will bring you updates from that throughout the show. But coming up, it's time for a chat about the Slavia Prague game with Jan Pilkus, football writer for Eurofootball.cz. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Chelsea Fan Show with me, Johnny Burrow, and the Chelsea Fancast. And I'm delighted to say that we're joined on the line by Jan Pikus, who's a football writer of Eurofootball.cz. He's a Chelsea fan, but he knows all things Slavia Prague. And those were the opponents last night. Evening, Jan. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Do you think Slavia deserved to get something out of that game? Hello, Jan. Oh, he's just the line has just dropped. We seem to have lost him. Shall we'll I pretend I'm yet? <laughs> <laughs> we will try and get him back on the mo- on the line in just a moment. You sound like a Bond villain then, rather than as a <laughs> Czech football reporter. A disappointing performance, but a positive result. I mean, it wasn't ideal. I think we spoke last week, and we were expecting. We thought we were going to hammer them. Yeah, expecting a better performance. But I'll tell you what. I mean, I, I spoke to Jan on Monday evening, and he, he did a or was, but yeah, Monday or so. And anyway, he, we did an interview with him on the on the uh, the fancast this week, and it was fascinating what he was saying because he said that uh, 
that they're a very physical side and uh, they'll have a lot of energy. And he said that this won't be a walk in the park like a lot of us think it was. And of course, you know, they knocked Sevilla out in the last round. Mm. So they've cl- and they did it in extra time in the last minute. I thought minute. they were portage. Well, let's just talk about that in a minute. They, they shouldn't have been underestimated. They knocked Sevilla out, who are a decent side. They've clearly got fight. Now, the point is, is that what they did last night was exactly what Jan predicted that they would do. Which is kick. I, well, well, yeah, kick In us. your face. They're very in yeah, the face. very physical, very the, aggressive. The, the, High press and all of that. Exactly. No time on the that's ball. Right, that's right. They you couldn't know. keep that up, though. You could well, tell no, the last, I, last 20 minutes they were completely exhausted. They were knackered. And, of course, no surprise that we scored then. I agree with you, though. We were poor, mate. Again, his B team is oh, rubbish. Well, it's interesting now that the A team has become the B team. Well, Have you noticed? Yeah, in a sense, yeah, I do. <laughs> because because yeah. both both Pedro and... Well, but that well, midfield stunk Pedro, the place out But what about night. Pedro last night? I know. What? It was almost as if that there was a kind of it, it was as if I was playing on the wing. He was. He did you about... You do yourself we were, down, John. We weren't that good, mate. Uh, Sorry. Oh. <laughs> We've got Jan back. We got, is he back? No, Jan's back. with us. Right, Jan, off, right. off you go, Johnny. Football writer of Eurofootball.cz. Evening, Jan. I'm going to try again. It was a good performance from Slavia last night. Did they deserve to get something from the game? Hi there. Uh, yeah, you know, for Slavia, it was a special game because uh, they really achieved a lot in this season of Europa League. And this game for them was something like a bonus, something like a gift to meet players from Chelsea. And they really couldn't lose anything f- f- in that game. And I think their attitude uh, was quite clear. They just wanted to enjoy it. They wanted maybe to surprise the whole world uh, by some performance. And I think uh, they managed to do it in, in some way. And I think I don't think a win for Slavia was quite, quite probable. But maybe a, grow, uh, maybe a draw was... Uh, quite possible if it wasn't a mistake uh, preceded by, by the goal. Yeah, and it's Chidge here. Good to speak to you again, mate. And uh, thanks again for the big interview we did with you earlier in the week. It, I was just saying to Jonathan, actually, before we got you back, that, you know, it kind of panned out very much like you predicted, funnily enough, in that interview, you know, that they were very physical, uh, Slavia Prague, a lot of energy. They had a real game plan, which they stuck to. I was impressed, actually. I, I, I mean, I thought we were we were very poor, which helped. But I, you shouldn't underestimate how well they did. Do you think that they're going to feel quite confident going into the second leg, only one nil behind, or is that as that goal that Alonso scored kind of killed the tie? Uh, well, uh, some Slavia players uh, said after the game that it's a pity that uh, it isn't a goalless draw. Uh, it would be a bigger chance uh, to, to, to get through, uh, but I don't think so. I Maybe surprisingly, but I think that this result can be very good for Slavia, you know, because if it, were, if it would, would be nil-nil, uh, they would be like, OK, we have some chances uh, at Stamford Bridge to, to get through, to surprise, but now they know they are great outsiders because the result is still, even if the play wasn't very good by Chelsea, the result is still very, very good for them because they just score an away goal, you know, and they, they won, won in Prague. Yeah. So I think that Slavia can just just enjoy the game. And if Slavia would uh, open the match in the same style as they opened the yesterday's game and they managed to score a goal in the first 20 minutes, I think it could be a surprising game because as we see, uh, as we saw this season, uh, Sarri's side, uh, have problems some, sometimes when they uh, concede a goal in the first minute to do something with it. So if it, is, if, if it will happen, it could be a surprising second leg. I think it's dependent on who Sarri chooses. 
because I think that's one of the. It's Jonathan, by the way. Hello. We didn't. Um, we, we di I wasn't on the show the other day, so we didn't uh, speak. Uh, because I, I think that um, uh, that team that he chose last night has become this. Has become the B team, and the A team um, uh, has uh, the players who were playing in that before, which were Hudson Odoi and um, uh, and uh, Loftus Cheek from the very beginning. I think have now made themselves into players that play in the league side. It's like a reverse. And I think that midfield that earlier on was figuring for Chelsea in those games that they lost um, rather easily. I mean, it was interesting that the manager, Slavia manager, said that uh, um, he he'd been analysing the games where they'd lost. And in those games, most of the games they lost, it was this press that they did, for uh, which seems to cause Chelsea to cave in, cause them so many tr troubles. I mean, I know Chelsea was supposedly very bad, but I think it was the press that caused them to be bad. They don't. They seem to panic um, when 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 people really put a lot of pressure on them. So uh, uh, it depends to me if he chooses um, the best side he can for the re for the re reverse uh, leg of the of the tie. Um, I think Chelsea will win it easily. But it, it's dependent on who, how he's, who he rests and who he plays on Sunday. Um, so, uh, because I think, I think that once Hazard was on and once Kante was on, we actually, th you thought, well, and, and Slavia tired, I thought, well, actually, um, they, I, think che I think Chelsea are going to score. And I personally was never in any doubt that it would be, that Chelsea would win it just because um, uh, there didn't seem to be an end product from Slavia particularly. It just seemed to be a... Um, just very capable of stopping them from playing, but um, I mean, Kepa made a couple of good saves, but it was there didn't seem to be a, a striker capable of putting particular fear into Chelsea. So I, I'm I personally think it, it's not going to be terribly difficult for them at the Bridge, Chelsea. What was the question? <laughs> the question I didn't give, I give oh, him right, a question. No, no. He asked me a question. Did he? Yeah, that was a hell of an answer. And I think I asked. I then answered my own question. <laughs> it's always good. Jan, I've got a question for you because I'm I'm interested by where Slavia sit in the kind of all-time list of prestigious Czech clubs because I know they're top of the table at the moment. But I, as a naive Arsenal fan who remembers Thomas Rosicky, think of Sparta Prague as being perhaps the biggest Czech side. He gone again. I think we've lost him. He, he, he probably went. Cause, he went because I, no, I, no, I, no, I, 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 I just love it. He's still on the line. Jan, had you fallen asleep? <laughs> Rightly so, because I just went on and on, didn't I, really? Sorry about that. Sorry, Jan. I was plugged in I and I thought I'd just talk. You're asking me if Slava is the biggest chick side nowadays, or was, what, what is the question? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm asking who who is considered the biggest team in Czech Republic, not just thinking about the table at the moment, but as clubs more broadly. Well, uh, these are two traditional Prague clubs, uh, Slavia and Sparta, as you said, uh, who are battling uh, maybe f for the first spot for many, many years. But nowadays, uh, the most successful club is surprisingly Victoria Plzeň because they achieved, because for, for Czech football fans, the biggest achievement you can have is to get through to the Champions League group stage. And the last three times Czech club was there, it was Victoria Plzeň, because Slavia wasn't in Champions League for, I think, 11 years, 12 years, maybe. Uh, last time they were there, and they were the, the only time they were there, they play against Arsenal in the group stage. Maybe you remember the game. And Sparta didn't... Uh, uh, Sparta hasn't been in Champions League group stage for uh, even longer. So I think uh, both clubs uh, 
can do something for their better reputation and respect uh, in European Cups, which Slavia does this season, I think, very well. Slavia are flying the flag, Jan, as you say. If you had to give me a score prediction for the second leg, how do you think it's going to go? Well, I'm quite realistic and I think even the first leg uh, shown, uh, showed some individual quality and the difference in individual quality, which is on Chelsea's side, uh, definitely. So I think it would be like 2 or 3-0, maybe 3-0 for, for Chelsea's side. Well, Jan, you're very popular in the studio. And yeah, thanks cheers, ever so much for speaking to us. Jan Pikas there, who's a football writer for Eurofootball.cz. I just got to say very quickly, Johnny, Marco, I love this. When I did the interview with him on, on, on Tuesday, whenever it was, Monday, Tuesday, he and I talked about Dukla Prague and he remembers, you know, all I want for all Christmas want is a Dukla Prague away Yeah, that's right. Half man, half yeah. biscuit. So there you go. Amazing stuff. A Dukla Prague yeah. away not, not too dissimilar to your top yeah. there, Johnny, yeah. if you... Have a quick yeah. glimpse on. But it's got. It's like, look, it's actually. You've got a, a yellow. You've got, it's in like it. a Gryffindor kit. A bit of yellow in you, it. You've got to explain Gryffindor this to people because not everyone listening is going to have seen the kit. They can't see my jumper. What are we dealing with here? Well, talking, it's like we're talking purple and yellow. Yeah, it's like a Gryffindor. There's kit. no yellow in this jumper. No, no, but there's purple. No, it's purple. There's it's like a, a Gryffindor. Purple. Imagine purple. that Gryffindor football top, and you've got purple. it. A Gryffindor football yeah. cup. Well, you Harry heard Potter, it mate. here first. All I want for Christmas. No Gryffindors, sadly, Costa, in action yeah. at the Masters. But Molinari is still top. He's six under 14 through being chased by Poulter and Kepka. They are my both five under. Your mother's maiden name is yeah, Molinari. Yeah, Italian. So, yeah. so she, you related she, then? She gets very excited. Although she knows nothing about golf. <laughs> does, it, does it mean Miller? The Molinari of the mill. I've no idea what it means. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you could buy her a green blazer for Christmas. Uh, Molinari is being chased by Poulter and Kupka. Chase me. Moulin is French in mil- for mill, you see, Molinari. Yeah. thought oh. it might be. No, nobody cares. <laughs> I care. I'm interested. I'm just okay. bemused okay, uh, in terms of other scores. Tiger Woods is two under. He's one through in today's Can I, can I just interject there? You, now you mentioned Tiger Woods. I, I was, I, I'm in the middle of writing a book at the moment. Um, we, 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 in which Peter Houseman features quite prominently. Mary. Well, no, but yeah, the Mary, but the alter ego of Mary was mm. Tiger. Tiger, Tiger Houseman, Tiger Houseman on the wing. Just and the other up, half Marco. of the shed. Now I'm would fully sing, lost. Mary, Mary Houseman. Mary. They really. They true, never said it's tiger. a true story. Did they say tiger? tiger Houseman. No way. Why was Trust that? me. Trust Why me. Why was that? I've spoken to the men. Because he was called Mary Houseman yeah. because initially he didn't go in he didn't tackle. and tackle. He didn't like a reduce. And then and then he right. responded okay. to that. Okay. Oh, and became Tiger. During the cut run. Wow. And he became Tiger. No way. Trust me, yeah, it's all it's knowledge. All there. I, I, wow. wow. So what's the new book then? Can't tell you. Can't tell me. Tell me. He always does later, this. He later, always That's later. good. It's a, it's a teaser. Later, we like that. Later in the year. Marco's written more good books about Chelsea than pretty much everybody I know. Well, impressive and stuff. And he now publishes them too. Gate 17 Publishing. Fantastic. Uh, is it anything well, to do with them? reminds me. You keep yeah, promising I know. It's not gone away. Yeah. I haven't done any work. Oh, what? Is, is this David Chigi writing a yeah. book? I've got yeah, a magnum well, opus, mate. He's got mate. this great idea. But I can't tell Don't anybody. Don't say it on radio. No, I'll have to Get kill them. Nicked. Can I just make a point here? Yep. The surname Molinari is a name <laughs> for a person <laughs> who owned, managed or worked in a mill. Well, you wow. must Well, you were right. So I can tell my origin from the Italian word Molino, which means mill. In fact, in fact, 
Go on. <laughs> Get it say, out. My, my mum is 79 she this really year. Yeah, her. she's 79 this year. She's an unashamed Chelsea supporter, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Um, and being Italian, I left home when I was very young. So when I left home, my mum used to write to me every week something that she's never stopped doing. So she still <laughs> writes to me every lovely. week. So every week I get a letter from my mum. I hope you reply, which, Mark. Oh, no, of course. <laughs> which, which I send her the, I send her a copy of the Chelsea fanzine. <laughs> the, the Chelsea magazine, which I never look at. And, and just like, but, but she sends me these weekly rants. Oh, really? And she sent me this thing. She said, she said, Mark, I've written this out and I'm going to send it to Sari. And it was like... <laughs> Can we, Mark, can we get a copy of you this must, for the oh show? No, no, I've got it at home. Was it in Italian? No, no, was it in Italian? Um, yeah, no, but it was brilliant. Absolutely. This, this is going back to, this is going back to, um, well, not that far, when, when we lost to Everton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was just incredible How stuff. Fantastic. I mean, I'll actually, this, this won't work on radio. Yeah. But, You're going to show us a picture well, of it. We'll do it, it. Show show you. after the break. No, so you, yeah. you, can, well, you can find it, yeah? You carry just, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ju- just before we break, I've got a question in the spirit of Mark's mum's letter. Yes. You will, you will get one line, if you could say a single sentence to Maurizio Sarri, that's appropriate for broadcast. Okay. What would it be? Give up smoking. Give up smoking. I was Jonathan. just going to say, have you got a light, please? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jonathan, you to tee us off. Um, uh, if you do it in Italian, I'm going to be very displeased, <laughs> which I can see is what you're winding up for. <laughs> Mi piace il calcio. Well, funnily enough, I, I was going to find something to say like that, but um, uh, um, uh, or something like to do with Azuri. Um, uh, have you made the right decision managing Chelsea? Oh, it's an existential question, really, for Sarri, and one that we'll be attempting to answer coming up because we'll be discussing the quality of the B team. This is Love Sport. It's the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and the Chelsea Fan Show. And I think a very astute line, which has been uttered by Jonathan Kidd a couple of times already, is that Chelsea's A team have become Mm. the B team and vice versa. We saw that formerly A, now B team in action last night against Slavia Prague. And gents, did they disappoint you? Well, the, the B, the A, well, the B team. Yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> the, the current B team. The team he selected did, but I think you know there are slightly mitigating circumstances. This is kind of the trouble when you suddenly throw in players who've not been playing for a while or haven't played, you know, with that particular selection. They can often look like they did, which was pretty clueless, off the pace, and simply not at it. Um, I thought it was really worrying that he had to bring Hazard, Kante, and Loftus Cheek on to basically rescue the game and get a result. It was kind of inevitable, though, wasn't it? Well, because, that's kind of what because, I'm saying. Because they yeah. were so dreadful. It was a really that dre- midfield dreadful stunk performance. The place out, oh, completely. Maybe. But also said Alonso had a really terrible Didn't it, game. Apart from the goal, of course. Yeah. Legend. Yeah, but, that one of, the, but of course, one of the <laughs> but one of the reasons he scored was because I said... That, because he brought Kante and, uh, um, yeah, Hazard. And, and Hazard on. And therefore, he had the space to actually start yeah. attacking. Yeah. So he, and he started... Moving, he almost had a, he had a shot earlier on, which he almost scored from. They all they were much better side once those two were on, and it makes you realise you have to appreciate how completely brilliant both of them are. Well, really, and that was the thing. I mean, I think Kant. I mean, it's really interesting. Hazard makes a difference because he's Hazard, but I think what Kante did, he brought energy into the game that yeah, we just clearly, but it clearly didn't have. I almost felt that the team some, somehow thought 
Oh, hazards on we can now we'll play be all right properly. Now. Yeah, yeah. There was a feeling of that. I mean, to, all to credit to to Slavia, they really put the they pressure are, on. No, and did. he had watched, because um, he said so. The manager before the game, didn't he? He said, "I I've watched Bournemouth. I've watched the Spurs game. I've watched in all those games. The pressure was put on by pressing, and they all panicked. And that, as you say, that midfield is just it, may, it makes you realise that that was the supposedly the best midfield earlier on in the season. Yeah. And now you look at it and you well, think my, minus Kante. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I suppose perhaps they would say he was the gel. Yeah. What do you want to say, John? He's got his hand up. Oh, I've sweet. got my hand up. Sweet. How cute like, for a presenter like, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. in school. Yeah. Well, it's just it's politeness. You know, it's <laughs> it's, it's politeness for yeah, Jonathan. Yeah. I'm yeah. fascinated by this idea that the rest of the team only turned up once Hazard was on the pitch. Does that worry you? Given that Hazard may not be in the squad at all next season, if he is required to make the rest of the yeah. players perform, yeah, that is a big of course, problem. Of course, of course. I, but the more it goes, the more I feel that the club have let Hazard down, really, because they haven't got enough enough class players around him. Um, uh, they've sort of intermittently gone for for players. Kante is a, is a world-class player and that's one around him and you the thought Giroud would have been okay because he's a World Cup winner but, but Giroud was very poor as well in that in that last night and uh, I'm surprised he didn't make uh, swap Higuain. He obviously decided for him he obviously decided that um, he wanted to he, the where the midfield was where the problem was and, uh, and Giroud looked actually a bit more dangerous once um, uh, once again Hazard and uh, uh, and Kante was on but um, no, I, I, I find it um, Yes, it is. To answer your question, it, it is a real. It's going to be a real problem if there's no hazard. But there is a, a theory people have been putting around that uh, they don't, if if the, the transfer problem, if the if the, if the problem with they, they lose them, they have a transfer ban. Is you don't sell hazard, mm. you make him see out the last year of his uh, contract because it might save them. Say uh, right, it's a hundred million, but they might then get into a competition or get further up the league and they save the hundred million because he's still under contract. And if they get into the Champions League, it might then and they do quite well in it it might then persuade him to to re-sign a contract you don't know is a possibility well it is unlikely it is it is but uh ultimately ultimately you know it's it's the club's decision as to whether they sell him or not you know yeah i mean he could he could throw a moody like courtois did and then you've got really no option yeah yeah yeah. but he's not he doesn't strike me he's that kind of person i mean i i said this i uh, there's a blog anybody who's really that desperate and interested go to chelsea fancast twitter page because it's the links up there but i wrote a blog for football.london this week about hazard going and uh i think in many respects um that is a possibility because of course you know he's only going to be another year older so he's not going to get any worse uh, Real Madrid are in a bit of a pickle at the moment and need yeah. a bit of rebuilding. And if he if he did honour his contract, because remember he's still under contract yeah. with us for another year, yeah. then Chelsea have to accept the decision to to lose eighty five to hundred million on him, and he can pocket that in the deal that he gets if he goes on a free, which is what will happen. So yeah, look at Aaron Ramsey; yeah. he's getting low. But I don't I don't think the only thing that I think goes against that is that you know Hazard is not a greedy player. It's not about the money for him; it's about Challenging experience. For the, well, challenging for the top honours, yeah, getting medals, yeah, and particularly yeah. the Champions League. Yeah. And this is the other thing that I said in my article. I think that we've we've wasted him, really. We've never looked like winning a Champions League since he turned uh-huh. up. And effectively, that's why we got him, because we just won the Champions League. I, I could understand him going. And I, I tell you what, I don't begrudge him at all. I think we've no, got seven know. years out of him. And I think there's a lot of people that we all know that are, you know, are surprised that we got that much out of him. And yet, interestingly, this is his best season. 
Yeah. And he actually said, this, this is the best yeah. way I like playing under Sarri. So that he, might keep him, you reckon? Uh, well, it's a positive <laughs> remark to make, isn't That's it? That's if stays. Yeah, indeed, of course it is. <laughs> it's like blooming musical chairs. <laughs> <and chances, laughs> Who knows it? what's going on? But there is still this slightly ridiculous push on social media for... Uh, Sarri out! For Frank, no, for Frank, in. For Frank in. With, Sarri with, shake it all about. With, yeah, with, with Jody. <laughs> Which yeah. I think might be on too the early, mate. Oh, much too early. Way too what early. What do you think then, Marco? Well, I, I think it's quite interesting that uh, in in recent weeks we've kind of seen a little flip so in the championship yeah. with uh, Aston yeah. Villa yeah. and John Terry. Okay, John Terry suddenly, in. Dean suddenly Smith in. coming to the <laughs> fore, and Frank's derby sadly. Yeah. They've been having a pop at him at Derby as well. They're not they're not massively uh, enamoured of him either. I mean, I tell you what, I've often wondered about Frank at Derby. I mean, you know, I know we joke about it, but everybody calls them Frank Lampard's Derby County. If you're a Derby County fan, you're not going to be happy with that. And he and he's quite ben- uh, he's do, quite raffaesque, isn't do, he, and declaring his yeah. love for Chelsea every minute. If you're a Derby County fan, you're not going to. But be I happy do with find that. it entertaining when. You hear Derby fans at games singing Super, Super, Super Frank. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. It's quite funny. Yeah. There's, yeah. of course, a couple of Chelsea players in that team yep. for Kyo Tamori yep. and, of course, young Mason Mount yep. also getting involved. I think they've done better now Mount's uh, not injured because he was injured yeah, earlier on. That's right. Um, uh, well, they got, didn't they lose last, last no, week? No, they actually lost last week. To, Interestingly, did they lose um, to? I've been watching Bamford at Leeds, by the way. You, I'm, you're I'm intrigued a big fan, by him. Aren't you? I'm but intrigued Bam- by him. Here's no. a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Here's a question. We were talking about this the other day in the rubber dub dub about rubber dub dub. Yes, about there's obviously because Tammy Abraham's been banging the leather for the goal for the Villa this season and racked up God knows how many goals he scored a lot. I don't even. Is he the top scorer in the? No, he, he's he, Timo Pukki is miles okay. in front. Pukki's got twenty. So so, but Tammy's done really well, and then sort of Bamford started banging it in, but neither of them, when they had a flickering opportunity to do well in the Premier League, did well in the Premier League, yeah. and and the question was. You know, given the Giroud, given the transfer ban, and given Giroud and Higuain, uh, a too old and b not very good. Not very good. <laughs> let's face it. Although maybe Giroud, you could argue a case for him. Yeah. Um, could Tammy do the job for Chelsea? And question is, well, who knows? Who knows? Well, same with Batshuayi. There's also a call for Batshuayi to return. And of really? Course, and Zuma. Who from? Zuma. Zuma's been doing really well. Yeah. I, I, I've had a few no, journalists no, from the Liverpool Echo on Talking Everton recently. And is he a are... better player than Christensen? I'm not sure the answer to that. No. I am. No. I think no. the question is, I think with Zuma... What's the question you asked on Twitter last night? It had been stitches. I don't know. About, I'll dig it out in a minute. Anyway, go on. No, no. I was, I was just saying... I'd, I, I see Christensen more as the, the the David Luiz playing the ball out of defence centre back, whereas Zuma is is more utility focused. But he's kind of you know it's that Rudiger. You know, he's Rudiger esque, isn't yeah, he? Actually, well, well, I thought Christensen didn't have a bad game last you know, night. You know, I I actually think you know I talk to people about Kurt Zuma and I say go and watch the League Cup final. With Tottenham, where Mourinho, played midfield, Mourinho he? played him as CDM, and he had Harry Kane in his pocket for ninety minutes. He did, 
and and you know he was playing utility there out of position and uh, he was such an unlucky guy getting that injury Cruciate against United you know yeah. because I'm pretty certain that had that not happened he he would have a been in the Chelsea team and quite probably have got into that France World Cup team and have a World Cup winner's medal around his neck. Mm. And let's face it, any player whose middle name is Happy, <laughs> you want him on your team. Kurt's happy, I'm yeah, happy. Exactly. <laughs> that is the message this evening. A quick update for you from the Masters. Francesco Molinari will be happy. He's now seven under. Love an incredibly My mum will be happy. <laughs> I'm in, happy, I love Molinari. An incredible five under for the day. He's 15 through... Polter, Day, Johnson and Kepka keeping the pace with him just about there. Five under, Six, 16 through 13, 13 and 12 respectively. And of course, Rory McIlroy still one over, but he's only just teed off for the day. And a quick reminder, many of you will remember that we had Kerry Dixon on the show a few weeks There's ago. There's only one Kerry Dixon. A wonderful show with Kerry. And if you'd like to win a signed Kerry Dixon Chelsea shirt, we here at Love Sport Radio are giving you the opportunity to do just that. Go to at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, retweet the pinned tweet there, follow Love Sport, and that shirt could be yours. Coming up, we're going to look back on Prague and could Sari live to regret having to bring Hazard on? This is Love Sport. I'm Johnny Burrow and this is the Chelsea Fan Show with the Chelsea Fan Cast. That's Stamford Chidge, Jonathan Kidd Kido. and Mark Worrell. And we're discussing Sarri's hand being forced really last night. Chelsea weren't performing, so we introduced Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Angola Kante and Aiden Hazard. Is that something that he could come to regret given a fairly congested fixture list? Why? Why? Yeah, why? Because they might be knackered for the weekend, well, JK. He, he played for about 20 minutes. Why would that He's happen? always saying how knackered they all are, though, but I, 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 I hate hearing that. I really, I mean. I mean I'm confused about Adoy as to why Adoy was left out completely well, because it, he's 18. I you know. don't get knackered at 18. Well, but do he you? says this every week, doesn't he, Sarah? You know, oh, well, they're tired. They're, you know, they're yeah, tired. I, I, I I'm not buy buying that. it, no. no. Because I, these are professional footballers. And, and I, I, the thing that really gets in my, you know, what is the fact, that, the fact the fact that. What? Get in your goat. A what? I have a point to make. Okay, well, give, give me one second. Sign language. The issue, that? the issue is, is that, you know, players in this league have been playing these amounts of matches at this intensity forever and a day. And just because he's from Italy and he can't understand that, stop saying they're tired. This is what they're used to. This is what we do here in England. We work. We don't fanny about like they do in Italy. Okay, <laughs> rant over. Marco. No, no, I was, I, I was just going to say... Going back to this little project that I'm working you, on. You, you plugging a book again? You're going to have to tell no, us what no, it's I'm about. You're going to talk a book. about it. I'm just saying that it's kind of like right in my mind at the moment. Is Peter Hausman in I'm it? I'm writing about it. He's in it a bit, is he, Peter Hausman? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But sort of back in the early 70s. Yeah, 60 matches. Unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. Oh, with I less, mean, with less of like a squad. Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Um, extraordinary. And, and, and no worse pitches and people kicking you from one pitch, side of the pitch to the other. The only, manager, the only manager that complained was Don Reavy of Dirty Leeds. Who did more kicking than anybody else. Exactly. Exactly. Dirty Leeds. Talking of kicking, yes. Slavia did try a yes. bit of did, that last they? night. They did. It seemed on to hazard. work on hazard, yeah. but it seemed to work on the team more broadly. It took Chelsea a while to break them down. Do you think this Chelsea team are too susceptible to a bit of roughhousing? Yeah. 
definitely. But I thought they kept definitely. their shape, though, within this uh, harassment. <laughs> and uh, I thought Christensen had a decent game. I thought Rudiger had a decent game. Um, uh, Alonso was completely awful until his goal and Hazard coming on. Dave was a bit panicky. But the major problem was this constant giving the ball away. But they were just as bad, Slava. It was just like some kind of dreadful ping-pong going you, on in the middle of the pitch. Didn't you think it was wonderful? I, I thought it was absolutely wonderful that... Alonso was getting mercilessly trolled on social yeah, media. Yes, yes. And, and yes. William. Right yeah, up yeah, until yeah. the moment. Yeah, yeah and William. Yeah, yeah. Right up until the moment that William and Alonso combined yes, yes. to score the winner for yeah. Chelsea. And that is just Chelsea for you, isn't it? So, I didn't think uh, William was that bad, actually. No, he gave he the ball right. away a lot, but I felt yeah. he was... They all, they all did they that. They all did that, yeah. but he seemed to be the man who was... Uh, putting most of the, the centres in. There's Great one... shot, they hit the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, I, I won Twitter last night, by the way. You won it? Have I you did. completed it, Chip? No, I won, I won Twitter because I put a tweet out saying, um, you know, I, saw, I can't remember what I said, actually, but it was along the lines of William hits the bar so regularly, I think he actually practises doing oh, it. Oh, yes. And, of course, everybody said, yes, but Chidge, he doesn't hit the bar as regularly yes, as you. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote back clever, didn't I? Yeah. Now, that was when I said that you were absent <laughs> on the register. Oh, that's right. I wrote back yeah. clever then. That was it as well, yeah. So there you go. Anyway. Yeah, I think I wrote clever twice, You actually. did. Clever, yeah. clever. Just to yeah. make the point. Yeah, you make the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was very good, Chidge. Yeah, good. We don't like clever in this country anymore. It's something we've got a problem with. It's not a good thing to be we'll clever. We'll be burning books soon, mate, under yeah, this well. regime. <laughs> Fahrenheit four, none, five, none of mine, hopefully. <laughs> they will be first on the bonfire. <laughs> you must not burn my books. <laughs> that's all right, we've got them on Kindle, Sorry, that's, that's, um, <laughs> Chidge is racially stereotyping. Can't oh, do yeah. That. Sorry about no, that. No, no. Oh, that was a, a, a historical... How many oh, German bombers reference. were there in oh, the air? Yeah. Hmm. I don't think we're... Once again, can we, can we move away from that? Do you think, Considering possibly? last night's yeah, event, yes, maybe indeed. probably, probably a, good a good idea. idea. We don't want to be stereotyped again. Oh, exactly. God. So you've got no worries then about these players being brought on? No worries about them being introduced? I'll tell you what, no. that, mate. If, look, here's the thing. He brought them on for 20 minutes. They weren't going to get exhausted doing that. We, we won the game because of it. Everybody's happy. Had, however... Hazard been, you know, injured by one of those uh, Slavia frogs. Well, they were trying to. You know, had that happened, then we'd all be saying, oh, he should never have done that. But that's football, Johnny. Mm. We, we are fickle. And you've got to take risks as well. That's yeah. another part well, I just of think that it's, it's annoying that they had to. I think that's the point. You know, I just think... It's annoying that we couldn't win the game without them. You know, this whole... I, I mean, I was setting up my fantasy football team before we go on air, went on air. You were agonising about your fantasy well, football what, team. Well, what's Mark, interesting... For, for anybody out there who plays fantasy football, you will know that the ultimate fantasy football troll, as far as not trusting the manager who's going to ruin your game week, is likely to be Pep Guardiola because he's got all this these players and he just tinkers with them week in, week out and you don't know who's going to play. And I've completely forgotten the point I was going to make. Is, 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 is the point that you were going to make that that's annoying for fantasy football managers, but it's a very nice position for Pep to be in. And What's Chelsea it? might be doing better in the league if Sarri yeah. had the same embarrassment of riches. He made a very strange decision, Guardiola, didn't he, with the team who played yeah. uh, to- he did. Tottenham. Bizarre. Bizarre. And they played really bizarrely as well. They, it was the kind of a, a really average I didn't see it because I was doing the Chelsea fan. But he almost played it like a fantasy no. football Jeez. manager who's sitting there agonising, as I was tonight, over whether to captain Vardy or Son. <laughs> and you've got that yeah. embarrassment of riches to pick from. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you listen to 
When Sari's being interviewed, what is the first thing that he says? Uh, exactly. Have you got a light? Uh, <laughs> no, he, he goes, uh, which gives him 15 Room. seconds to process the question. And then he says, uh, My players are very tired. Exactly. They didn't uh, show the right Hudson, mentality. Hudson is tired. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Loftus. Loftus, he is also tired. Yeah. We're uh, back in Bonville territory here. Yeah, Mark. I know. Yeah. That's an impression. <laughs> I know. It's a good no, one. no, no, but it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. The, the, these kids aren't no, tired. I agree, man. You know, if anyone's tired, it's us tell of me. Him saying no, that. no. Tell me. Tell me. If there's one Chelsea player who's tired, Cesar Aspilicueta, he should who be plays tired. Every, every bloody match, game, yeah. every week match, in, uh, week every out. Match. It's right. Yeah, his body must be racked with pain. Unbelievable pain. Doesn't stop him from playing, running. though, does it? No, you're right. It's true. It's true. And he played last night. Yeah. What's the point of that? Well, that yeah. tells you that there isn't a right back that we can play instead of him. Well, why didn't he play Zappacosta last well, night? Well, that's why. I mean, I'm not being funny. But that's the point. No disrespect to our friend from Prague, but Slavia, you know, they're, they're no different to any of the other teams that we've played so far in the Europa no, League. They're, they're, no, I'd say they were slightly better. They, do you know what they Marge, Kiev yeah. beat them. Yeah, all right. But that was then and this is now. But I, I would still say that the way they played last night, don't give me that look. I'm giving you that look. They are like a kind of a mid, mid to low table Is it the Premier look League. of love? No, definitely not. That's a the mid look. to low, the lower end of the table the Premier League team. The way love. they played last night. Yep, even Who, a Chelsea? relatively no. poor, <laughs> even a relatively poor side can perform well. We were talking about pain just a moment ago. It's pain for Rory McIlroy. He's just bogeyed. He's now two over. It is still that man. It's in fact your mum, Mark, at the top Francesco of the leaderboard. Molinari. Francesco Molinari. He's seven under sixteen. Come say bravo, Francesco. Meraviglioso. <laughs> Polter Johnson Day, Mickelson Kepka, and. John Rahm, all chasing him five under there. We'll be back on, with you Porter. in just a moment. This is love. We love getting your calls into the show here on the Chelsea Fan Show. That number is 0208 70 20 558. And Yannick has called in. Yannick, what would you like to chat about? Evening, gentlemen. Uh, a couple of things. Hello, hello. Um, it's Marco back on the show. That he I is. See on Twitter. Oh, well, lovely to hear your tones again, Marco. Cheers, Yannick. Returning to the thing. Um, yeah, so a couple of things. Um, wanted to get your thought, your boys' thoughts on a potential, well, a good result at Anfield. But also, um, I've been, I'm have sure you, I don't know if you've discussed it this evening, but I'm sure you've seen all the sort of, you know, more negative press with Chelsea about sort of racist chants and stuff away in Prague. Um, I don't know if you cover that at all or if it's something you're overly interested in covering, but... Um, there's this video going around Twitter about a young black guy that was abused by Chelsea away fans, who is a Chelsea um, fan himself, who um, he goes to away games by himself, and uh, he was, you know, subject to racist abuse by his own fans. Um, and I, I've sort of been reading a lot about the negative press and everything recently, but when I saw like a, a lone individual suffer that from his own fan base, it really sort of resonated with me. Yeah, um, important for us to stress, Yannick, that these are just as yet allegations and tweets that we've seen. Yes. Uh, it is hearsay, yes. but certainly that isn't the only report 
of racist behaviour no. that I've heard. I think it is troubling. Right. Obviously, wrong to tarnish an entire fan base with the actions no, of a absolutely. minority. But I think one problem mm. that we've got, not by any means just at Chelsea, but in modern football, and I should say that Chelsea addressed these issues with a statement quite nicely and have reportedly yeah, well. addressed the men in question. But I think the problem mm. is when fans look at guys doing stuff like this and they say, well, those aren't Chelsea fans. Those aren't proper Chelsea fans. Course, I think that's yeah. really unhelpful because the whole mm. point is they are Chelsea fans. They're at a Chelsea away game in Prague wearing Chelsea shirts. They didn't get there by yeah. accident. And actually, no, whilst it's a terrible thing to be associated with, it's something that we all as football fans have to take responsibility for and go, actually, this is part of our club. It is part of the problem and we need to mm. be part of the solution. Well, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's two sides of it, like you just said. There's the one side where you have to look at it as it's football fans, um, you know, doing abhorrent behaviour towards another football fan. And then there's, there's owning it and taking responsibility. But at the same time, um, it's almost like a get out, like you say, to say, oh, well, that's just Chelsea fans. Um, you know, that's not football. That's, that's not a problem in football. That's a problem with Chelsea which is obviously a, a, a huge negative attribute of how things are, are being done. But like I said, I, I, feel, I felt almost vulnerable when hearing this guy talk. I, I like you say, which guy at the talk? moment, it's, just, it's a guy called Jay. I, I don't know. Well, I haven't you, seen it, it. I can't comment on something I haven't seen, Yannick. But... Fair enough. No, I'd just seen it earlier. To, I, 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 I intend on calling you chaps up anyway, but I just saw it maybe like 40 minutes ago. A guy is in Prague. He's like locked himself in his B&B. It's a young black guy. And he's, you know, he goes to all the Chelsea away games by himself. And, you know, he's never felt so, like, vulnerable or whatever. Anyway, it just resonated the th- with me. The thing is, I mean, Yannick, like if... Yannick, the thing is, is how, how do you feel as a Chelsea fan who, you know, I know you, I've had a beer with you, mm. you're, you're definitely not a racist. How do you feel mm-hmm. when this happens? I feel, well, I feel, oddly, I feel kind of vulnerable as well, which sounds a bit weird. But because um, I, I just I just empathise with, with that guy. It's difficult to always empathise. Well, as a, you know... How, how do you feel, Yannick, Yannick, how do you feel when the press... I mean, this you see, you know, this is what the press do. I know I worked in media for a long time. Mm. You know, they will they will grab it with both hands, chew it up for the 24 of hours course, they want to yeah. get people to listen to or read what they're doing, and they'll spit it out, and then they'll go on to the next thing. For them, it's just yeah. news. You know, this affects real yeah. people's lives. So how do you mm. feel when, you know, the press are going full on, like they have been today basically accusing the entire Chelsea, uh, you know, fan-based, horrible word, but I'll use it, of being a racist. Mm. How do you feel about that? Well, I feel, I feel kind of like mixed up, really, Tidge. Essentially, it's not beneficial at all, I feel, where, like you say, they have an incentive, these tabloids. But and hang, hang not- on, Yannick, Yannick, and I, I, I'm going to respond to Chidge a bit here as well. It, this isn't a problem with the press. No, I'm not I, saying it was. I, I know. I'm saying that this, that's what the press do. Yeah. And that's what the press do. I'm not going yeah, to argue they about have that. to. But and if- I'm asking Yannick how he feels. I mean, okay, I, I'll answer it for him because he's clearly not going to. I, it sickens me. It sickens Which me. Which bit of it sickens you? The fact that we're all labelled racist because no, but, of three or four mm, idiots no, in a pub. Chidge, we're not race uh, labelling all Chelsea. But fans that's racist. what happens in the day. Okay, I listen to the okay. radio all day. I read the press, and, it, yeah, and that's hard, what it's, happens. It's hard. To so take. the actions of a few idiots frequently this season, the season before, the season before that means that you're a Chelsea supporter, so you're a racist. It sickens me. Yeah, and that is hard mm. to take. But I think the point here is that actually. It's not about Chelsea supporters in this context. It's about the. Well, people. You made that very good point actually at the beginning. That's the, exactly it. Yeah, but it's yeah. about engaging with it, and actually, it is tough as a Chelsea fan because you are going to have to shoulder some of that. Get no, them out. Get well, them no, out of the club. Get them out of the game, mate. 
bad enough. Chidge is completely right because absolutely, if you look at all these news stories, there's been far too many this season across all clubs: West Ham, Everton, and you know the, what? What you know, often worse, really horrible chance that I've heard that have been coming out of Chelsea recently. You know, for all sorts of clubs, you know, obviously it's in Europe a lot, but all over the Premier League, there's been stories cropping up this season. But when it does happen of Chelsea, if it's equally distributed throughout all the clubs, when these stories come out of Chelsea, it feeds into this narrative, and that's what Chidge is speaking of. Yeah. That's probably Yan- unfair. Yannick, it's a time. tough thing to deal with. We're going to have to go to the news, I'm afraid, that's my friend. Okay. But thanks for your call. We can pick it up again in a bit if you'd like. But for now, it's time for your latest headlines. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Of sport. Say, can you work out which fan show it is this evening? Chelsea. It is the Chelsea fan Chelsea. show, of Come course. On You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and the Chelsea fan cast, who you can Yo. hear at Stamford Chidge, Jonathan Kidd, Hello. and Mark Worrell. And it is time to turn our attentions back to West mm. Ham and back to an Aiden Hazard masterclass. Mm. He was uh, just on fire against the Amers. Who I have to say were a bit poor in the first half, but I thought second half they played a lot better. They went better. for it, didn't they? Because mainly because yeah. an, an, an out of the centre. Yeah, yeah, and he actually yeah. made an effort. He made yeah. he sulked because he wasn't. He's a horrible was, player. Was Chicharito was was, uh, was um, yeah. the focal point. But I mean, the first you half. know, you, you you had a good view of it. Hadn't has his goal. I probably Marco and I in Gate Seventeen probably had an even better one because of the angle, and it was just it was. I mean, you know. What an unbelievable goal. I, I, some people were putting the one he scored against Arsenal up. I, mate, I'm sorry. I think the one he scored against West Ham was much better. He went through them like a knife through butter. No, I, di- I, di- I disagree. Really? Yeah, no, I think the, the Arsenal goal. Are we talking about the one where Coquelin falls over yeah. and yeah, Shoney yeah, yeah, yeah. butchers it? Yeah. He, he, well, actually, um, he, he short arms him, actually. Has it, <laughs> just the referee was the other side. He didn't the see The Arsenal it. defence were chasing after him like a bunch <laughs> yeah. of flabby drunks on a Friday <laughs> But also, he ran, he ran most of the... 
Yeah. I don't know. I just think the skill required, the determination required, and he he had. He had a split second to pop that shot off against West Ham. I think the, I think the key I think thing... That, that, for me, killed it. The key thing with Hazard now is, um, you know, Chelsea with Hazard are a different proposition altogether mm. than Chelsea without Hazard. Yeah. He's not staying, so forget that. You're absolutely certain he's going to go? Yeah, he's going to go. Um where does that leave Chelsea? I, I, well, quite I average, know. I think. That's the, that's yeah. the worry. Um, because, you see, the thing is, you know, <laughs> the great irony is, let, let's, let's assume we get the transfer ban. And, I mean, the reality is we don't know. I mean, it was, it was uh, started yesterday, didn't it, the appeal. They don't expect a verdict until next week. Even if there is a verdict, then either side can appeal that verdict at Cass. Uh, but either way, it should be resolved by the 1st of July. But let's say we do get the transfer ban. And we, we get forced or short-armed, as Jonathan would say, into selling, <laughs> selling Hazard to Real Madrid for 85 million spondulics. We're not going to be able to buy anybody. So even if you could replace Hazard, which is questionable, you can't even spend the money on getting anybody half well, as good. I mean, there's a slight consolation to that because if that deal involved bringing Kovacic oh, in go on, on, a, on, on a full-time basis. <laughs> no, but you, still, you can't oh, even no, buy, you can't buy him, though, can you? No, no, that's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, so you're saying the opposite. The, no, that is not, the blessing. Not playing, the blessing. Yeah. Okay, the blessing. That's, the, that's yeah, the upside, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But, I mean, you know, we cannot... I mean, there are, as I said, there are two things here. One, even if we had 200 million quid, I don't think we could go and buy somebody who can replace Hazard. I thought what Sarri said after West Ham was absolutely spot on. He is unique. He's irreplaceable. And if you want to try and replace him, you need to have two players to replace him. He's going to be impossible to replace. So, you know, if it, it's not good for us. And I think anybody who could potentially fill that void, I mean, Loftus-Cheek could. I think he's good enough, but he's a very different kind of player. Very different. You know, Hazard is unique in that kind of position. He hasn't got that um, lightning um power that no. uh, that has it's that had. speed the, the isn't spring it? Yeah. that has it has that the, initial speed that yeah. takes him away from players. Just, it was interesting watching him in the slavia game even the few moments yeah. that the, the players were giving up yeah <laughs> he really him. is good and i mean i i, I thought i mean might be interesting to hear what marco says about this but i mean i've been watching chelsea on and off for about well for about 45 years i think i've been watching them in total i don't think i've seen a more skillful and talented player play for Chelsea in those 45 years I don't think he's the greatest player we've ever had but I've, I don't think I've seen a more talented or skillful one they were, I'm trying to think of moments of players who you just were you suddenly came away thinking wow that was completely superb Charlie Cook occasionally so I didn't see something. Charlie Cook at his best play for Chelsea but he was similar he was, he was much smoother he was more yeah. cheater like and he would he would he send glide. players he the glided. wrong way he glided he around glided. yeah yes. he glid he glided. glid and he'd um, how do you know he didn't young, glow young Patrick there Nevin was no, there was no O no okay. vowel the O vowel yeah Nevin as well there were some lovely moments yeah, we with pat, Nevin but yeah. I think you know I think, I think if you talk about players who we can change a game yeah no, Pat and Osgood, of course, changed. I didn't games. see Ozzy play. Yeah, I never saw Ozzy play for Chelsea. Yeah, Ozzy you know. was a striker, wasn't he? Yeah, he, well, he, he, but he could beat players. No, but he, for fun. No, he could play a midfield, and and yeah. he, he glid as well. He glid. He glided. And how do you know he didn't glow? No, <laughs> no he, he didn't glow okay. in the dark. <laughs> but are you saying that Hazard is, for you? Yes, is the, the most skillful and talented player to have played for the club, and so therefore, hitherto. Right, I would have said Zola, 
because what, when I used to watch Zola, Zola could do things with a ball that I'd never seen a Chelsea player be able to do. I mean, I'll give you an example. I mean, this is, we were both there. I remember sitting in game uh, 17. Uh, yeah, no, but he, we, somebody, had it, we had it yeah, straight in But front somebody of pinged us. a ball uh, from well, one side of the, the pitch to the other and he just caught it on his instep from yeah. about 60 yards. It was just, I mean, I think that we kind of skill. Used to that, yeah. We weren't that used now. to that. Huh? I doyed that the other well, day. Well, exactly. I know. They're getting better and better. But So hitherto it would have been Zola for me. Hitherto Zola it would have been Wee Pat. I think, I think the thing is, though, it's, it's kind of like people have to take it out of the context of comparing him with Can't great players areas, of the you? past. No, exactly. It's like, this is Chelsea today. And it's Chelsea with Eden Hazard or Chelsea without Eden Hazard. And the proposition without Eden Hazard is underwhelming at the moment yeah. because potentially there's a transfer ban. Yeah. Potentially could be no Champions League football. Nope. You know, Hudson Adoy, he could still leave. Pulisic, <laughs> who knows? Some you know, shirts probably. Um, you know, essentially, what you're doing is taking Chelsea's equivalent of Cristiano Ronaldo out of Chelsea and leaving it to luck. That's the yeah. way I see it. Yeah. And it's, if we look at good. how that went for Real Madrid, it's not, not very been well. very straightforward. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. true. Although United survived when he left, and he was arguably a better player then. That's true. I think the point you made, Chidge, about Hazard being irreplaceable is a very good one. Mm. That said, if we imagine for a moment that you don't get the transfer ban and the club can at least attempt to get a replacement well, or two I, I, in. Yeah, I, I think I can't remember where I said this, possibly even on Tuesday with, with Joe. Um, but <clears throat> what I want them to do, yeah, exactly. If we don't have the transfer ban, if we get 85 to 100 million quid, preferably 100 million quid for Hazard from Real Madrid then what I want us to do... Plus Kovacic. Oh, God. But what, what, I don't want that. But what I do want us to do... He wants him. Sarri look, wants him. Look, if you, if you look at... OK, you are not going to replace Hazard as a player. You are not going to get a player like him, right, for all the tea in China. But the other thing you're going to lose with Hazard at the moment from Chelsea is the fact that he's contributed to half of Chelsea's oh, goals, no. in, you know, oh, no. assists or goals. So what we should do with that 100 million quid is go and spend it on the best striker we Down can the buy... Pub. Shut up. We can. I'll, I'll, I'll You've tell been you what, there a while. If they Mark. do that, mate, I'm coming with I'm you. Going down the pub. Yeah, they would. It would be probably suspend it all in about a week. Yeah. But no, they need to go and spend that money on the best striker in the world that they can afford for that money. Who? Chelsea. Well, I, that's a good question because there's a real dearth of them. There is a well, no, real I mean, dearth. There, there of was them. a lot of chatter, wasn't there, about because you've got to replace the goals. That's the point. Icardi would cost you about a hundred million quid. But he's very difficult, apparently, isn't he? He's yes. a drama queen. His wife's yeah. even worse, yeah. and she's his agent. He's trouble. Yeah. But I don't mind a bit of trouble at Chelsea. We're good at that. But the key thing is you've got to replace the goals. You can't replace the player, but you've got to replace the I think goals. That's a really good point. So what you're saying is Chelsea would be wrong to try and get don't an attacking midfielder. Don't do a Spurs. Right. Like when they sold Bale. Yeah. They bought five cheap, you know, cut price players. Roberto Soldado. Exactly. <laughs> don't do that. Go and no. spend it all on one decent striker. I think there's a lot Pay of chat about, well, I think there's, quite a lot of chatter about Coutinho potentially um, coming into that would be that worth role. it just to watch the Liverpool fans yeah I was going to say I'd like yeah. Yeah, they yeah, would I'd explode like yeah they would they would yeah. but then you know Coutinho left Liverpool and it, arguably it didn't really what affect about, them what about it? Dembele up to Barcelona he's not going to score you goals in the way you want no, yeah I think, I think he's a fantastic player and he's quick but he's raw 
and his form at Barca hasn't been consistent, he's not going to land and score you 15, 20 in the league. I'll I mean, tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who has been quite impressive or increasingly impressive since he left Man United um, is Depay. Mm, at Leon, yeah, doing yeah, really yeah, good yeah, yeah. He's he's like I love his name though, Memphis. Yeah, he, he's annoying on social media though. He fancies he, him, he fancies himself, he as, himself. He loves himself to the extent where he's decided that he's a professional rapper, which I can't. I, do. No, I can't no, be no, doing. No, with. There is another issue though here because when we bought Hazard, he was twenty-one. He was without doubt the the hottest prospect in European football, but that's what he was. He was a young prospect. He 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 wasn't world class. He'd never proved it at a big only, club. He's only a couple you know? of years older than yeah. Hudson. So he now. was, he, you know, the, we, in a sense, we were taking something of a chance on him. So actually, you could also put forward the argument that we need to find the next young, you know, hot young prospect in Europe. You think there's any the chance age? of Pulisic being that? I mean, he was very, very highly rated until Chelsea signed him. At which yeah, but he point, can't, he can't get even get into the Dortmund side ahead of Jade. Uh, well, Jaden Sancho is special. Other of the youth. You know, he's we, injured as well now, about isn't he? Isn't he injured? Pulisic, yeah, I think he is. So, yeah. He got injured in the international. You know, uh, uh, is there the possibility that I think several the, of the, the people the, in the, the championship are actually the, the would, cynic, would step up? The cynic in me, the cynic in me says... The Pulisic deal was Shirts, a mate. marketing yeah, deal. Exactly. Cynical you know, says that too. Because I only say this because I've got quite a few friends in the States who would often tell me that the shirt that they see out, the, the soccer shirt they see out on the street. <laughs> Jersey. Jersey. More, more than any other is a, is a Pulisic Dortmund yeah. shirt. Yeah. Mm. And he's the golden boy of American football, which is great. And we all know that the Chelsea chief executive has got his head so far up America's you-know-what. You know, I mean, I I don't mind. I don't mind. But, you know, the the club could be more transparent um, about that fact. I mean, you know, we sign... No, they can't. But we sign a player, and I hope he does really well for Chelsea Football Club. Have we paid too much for him? I think so. You know, is, but if is you it, make that money back in the shirt sales, Mark, then it's all relative, isn't it? Well, but, it is, but but, but the, the point is, it is and it isn't, because unless unless they, and they're not going to sell shirts if they don't give him a squad number and don't play him. So does he strengthen the team? Well, we don't know being, yet, because he hasn't well, kicked no, the ball exactly. for us. We'll find exactly. out. But, but, you know, I'm willing to give the kid a chance. Well, as am I, because he's going to be wearing a Chelsea shirt. And we exactly. need to get behind him. Don't I, boo the blue. Exactly. Do you know what worries me, though, is that in 2012, we were in a position to secure Hazard's services, A, because we won the Champions League, but also because we had a, 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 you know, a group of people within the club who were smart enough to go and find these players. I, I don't back them. To do that now, I really just don't back them to do that. You know, I don't think they know who these players are, and it doesn't it sadden you, Marco, that the club are more interested, you know, in uh, in, in in buying a player who's going to sell them shirts in America than they are to find a player who's generally going to do a decent job on on, on the pitch. I mean, it, it, one is presuming that's the case, though. Well, but, but it does. It does when the club's in a state of flux that it is at the moment. You know, that that's the concern. You know, I mean, I've said this quite often in recent weeks that I think Chelsea Football Club needs a complete factory reset. Yes, I agree. Um, you know, what that looks like, I don't know. Um, well, maybe the transfer ban will be that factory reset. 
and you have to play the kids and it all all resets from there we have got premier league action going on at the moment it's leicester nil newcastle nil but i just need to take a moment to credit our wonderful producer laurie callis who is a real life geordie uh, solomon that's, Rondo. Why I, that's why he did that but, yeah yeah so what can he lad laurie laurie has the high tech ability to speak in my ear and rondon got a free kick about 25 yards out and i got this terrible lilting northern voice in my head going Rondon's going to score a peach here. You watch. And to be fair, he very nearly did. He rattled the, the upright. The upright. The underside of the crossbow. But we will it is have still... our little fishies on our little dishes. <laughs> I didn't we know our producer our was Swedish. We will have our little fishies when the boat comes Isn't in. Isn't there that line in that as well, though? Will you have a bloater? Bloater. A bloater when oh, the boat comes in. Lad. A quick update from the Only Masters. Because the <laughs> there's too much Scandinavian going on around <laughs> me. Molinari is still at the top of that leaderboard. He's 7 under 17 through. Dustin Johnson and Jason Day are both 6 under 15 through. Ian Poulter is 5 under. He's finished for the day's play. 1 under in his round. Uh, yes, in, in his round today, I should say. And of course, Rory McElroy is still two over. Coming up, we'll cast our eyes ahead to Liverpool. A chance for more Scandinavian, no doubt. And are they Jan going... Mulby. Oh, no, 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 All right. This is Love Sport. It's the Chelsea Fancast here on Love Sport Radio. And just a quick reminder that we're offering you the opportunity to win a signed Kerry Dixon Chelsea shirt. All you've got to do is visit at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Retweet that pinned tweet, which is a photo of Kerry holding the shirt. Follow Love Sport Radio and the shirt could be yours. He is, of course, a hero of Chelsea's past. Looking to Chelsea's future, it's Liverpool up next. And potentially quite a tough ask, gents. Uh, what for Liverpool? <laughs> for both of you, really, it's a very well, hard I mean, look, one to mate, call. If you if you go on form right now, I mean, you'd say, God, we're going to get an absolute stuffing. But actually, you need to drill down into some of the detail here. Um, number one, uh, Chelsea have actually, you know, done pretty well. I mean, okay, we lost against Everton on the seventeenth of March, but other than that, uh, our form's pretty good. Dare I say it? Uh, Liverpool have been superb this season. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the last time they lost against anybody was back on the 7th of January when they lost away to Wolves in the FA Cup. So you'd have to say they were red-hot favourites. But here's the thing. Chelsea have not lost to Liverpool uh, at Anfield in the Premier League since 2012. And that was on the 8th of May. Of course, that was just before the Champions League final and the FA Cup final, which, incidentally, we beat Liverpool at. <laughs> and we got stuffed 4-1 because we basically, you know... Played, just could played be, the B team. Well, we could, yeah, and we couldn't be bothered. But our, our results against them ever since have been brilliant, including, of course, the infamous Gerard slip <laughs> uh, in 2014 with um, basically an injury-riddled side. I mean, we played Thomas Callas and Christensen at the back that day. So we've been good up there, and we don't half like being party poopers, Johnny. This is what we love to do. Mm. There's a word that we use normally on the fan cast to describe it, which you can't say on air on the Love Sport show. But we specialise in, in, in that, particularly against teams that are trying to go for the title. So, mm. you know, yeah, you know, logically you'd say Liverpool are absolute favourites for this. They could tear us apart knowing our defensive frailties and their tactical acumen. But I've just got a sneaking feeling that Henderson's going to score an own goal. Dare to Denver. <laughs> Dare to Denver. Exactly. You know, I've just got a sneaking feeling that that we we could do this. You know, Denver's a bit of a hero on the 
Tyneside. Why, why are Geordie mm. certainly Scottish? <laughs> oh, that's oh, harsh. That's cruel. very harsh. Cruel. Very, very <laughs> harsh. He was Scottish. I don't know. I'll give you another I stat. I didn't feel Shoot. it was Scottish at all. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a bit further up the coast. Coast? <laughs> I'm going to respond, Chidge, with a stat of my very own, which is Chelsea haven't beaten Liverpool twice in a season for sort of a staggering amount of time, decades. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I, I remember being... Well, when was the last time we did the double over them in the league? I remember, listen, I remember Question. going to Anfield when being there, I think Vinnie Jones, Vinnie Jones. and yeah. Dennis Wise Vinnie scored. Jones. And it was the first time Chelsea had won at yeah, Anfield since yeah. since 1912 yeah. I when mean, the Titanic we, set. We, so. no, they no, were one of... No. It's yeah, true. seriously. No, no, true, they, mate. They beat them 2-1 in, in, in the FA Cup. No, in the league. Oh, it was the league, was it? But that's yeah. true. I mean, we, we've had an astonishingly terrible record at Anfield. Which, and I remember the Vinnie Jones-Dennis Wise game because that, that was right. It was the first time we won up there for a long time. But, you know, in recent times, the, the ball has been on the other foot very much so, I think. Uh, and, I mean, remember this season, we should have beaten them at home, and apart from Sturridge's ridiculous worldie in the last minute. And we're the only, well, yeah, we're the only side to beat Liverpool at Anfield this year with, fancy that, another uh, Eden Hazard goal of the season contender in the Caribou Cup. So if I, I'm I, Liverpool, I'm the, worried. The, actually, the, I'm worried the, if I'm the, Liverpool. The, this game, this game, basically for all of Premier League football, the entire entire is, civilized is world the, is depending on us, Marco. Once again, this is yeah. the season-defining game because if you look at Liverpool's fixtures after this one, yeah. they're going to win them all. Yeah. And you look at Man City's fixtures. After well, they've got the, United. They've, they've got United. They've got, they've they've got, got United, United and. Tottenham. So basically, so that's too, well, that's that's too. Uh, you know, they won't be easy, mate. I mean, the only, well, I don't know. I mean, it, it, well, who knows? You know, I mean, does anybody outside the Free People's Republic of Liverpool want Liverpool to win the league? I actually, I, I actually not. do. No I, way. Yeah, I really no. do. Why? Why? No. I, I seem to be. I get this from every fan show because I have a lot of. Well, respect. doesn't that tell you something? Yeah. Well, it tells me that my Doesn't opinion it tell you is how unpopular. Wrong you are? Well, I could be wrong. I could be disagreeing. You're just trying with. to be edgy. No, I'm actually. I'm yeah. really, really not. What you really believe? I have a soft spot for Liverpool Why? because of Istanbul. Largely. You should you should stand under the terraces in the Annie Road and getting weed chucked at you for ninety minutes. I li- you might change your mind. <laughs> I like Liverpool as a city, and I think what we're dealing with is one club. I like who... the Beatles, but it doesn't mean I like <laughs> Liverpool. I think Liverpool. What we're dealing with in Liverpool is one team who've got. And JK is looking great. at me with complete incredulity. Let Liverpool's be, net spend is very very low. Whereas they're going so up against. So what about net spend? They're going only up, an Arsenal fan. No, no, come no, out no, no, no. Because because City in City, they're going up against a team who spent more on their your... defence. Johnny, don't delude yourself with this. Spent... Every club in the top six spends fortune. No, but if we look, City ten years Spurs. ago were getting beaten eight two by Middlesbrough. City have spent more on their defence than. St- large numbers of countries have for their national defence. Liverpool are probably the third biggest spenders in the league over the last 10 years. Don't don't delude yourself with that. I've spent a billion pounds. Yeah. I don't see the point in City as a it's football not a, Forget the money. That's Look inside that your but that's, trophy they all spend cabinet. Money. No, that's got everything. There is but that, something if I may, missing. Is, is it distinctly... A Premier League winner's Chelsea. medal, Stevie G. I think it, that's, a, that's a Chelsea argument, though, if I may. Why is that a Chelsea because, argument? Because Chelsea and City are the two examples of teams. Argument argument you numpty who, who have bought mate, the league when, most before you were born when me mark and, jo- and johnny were watching football, chelsea didn't buy on, the league liverpool liverpool 
would be the record spenders every season. They would win the league mm. all the time, and then they would immediately go and break the British record Two for the transfer players. fee. It's, this has been going on forever. This is yeah. not a modern phenomenon but, created no, uh, by Chelsea. Well, if you want to be a successful... No. The if money you want to be a successful Stevie club, G, completely different. Stevie G, Stevie G, <laughs> no, 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 Stevie not. G, oh, Stevie G. He could have won the double been, at Chelsea. Uh, it's been consistent every season. They've just spent huge amounts of money every season on, on the top players in the division. That was their policy. Liverpool. Yeah. But they're also selling players. So if you actually look at it, they're not no, they spending all they that much money. I don't but, know. But Johnny, how, how many trophies have they actually won? Exactly. So I'm supporting the underdog. Mark. Oh, for God's sake. Does that mean you're <laughs> equally supporting Tottenham then? Uh, I actually don't have a problem with Tottenham. I'm, I'm an unbiased broadcaster. Who do you support? This is millennials for you, man. We've got there is no hope for the world with views like the this. The entire Sorry. studio hates me. And so we're going <laughs> to a break. <laughs> This is Love Sport. The fury directed at me via Liverpool Football Club has continued, but we're moving swiftly on to how Sarri will approach not just Liverpool the club, Liverpool the city, but Liverpool the match. The next in match a bus, for mate. Chelsea. <laughs> in a bus. In a bus. How will he set up? Well, I mean, I think we were all hoping, given the team selection against Slavia Praha last night, that he will... Uh, I, hopefully the penny has dropped with Sarri that his best team is the one where the midfield contains Ruben Loftus-Cheek and the wing contains Hudson-Odoi because they give something that Chelsea have not had this season which is real thrust and real penetration where we need it. Thrust and penetration, I love a eh? bit of thrust yes, and penetration. I bet you do, sir. You know that standard, I do. Standard Friday oh. night, isn't it, Standard Chips? Friday oh. night, yeah. Especially Thrusting after a, and penetrating. Especially after a match where Chelsea win, mate. You Unless I visited the kebab shop on the way home. Mrs. Chidge like a bit of that, she? Does, she does, mate. She oh. does. And she's lucky oh. when Chelsea win. Oh. Anyway, the bottom line is, oh. is that... Shush. For anyone listening, I'm scarred. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to sleep for a while. I know. Anyway, well, that's kind of the general idea. But anyway... The bottom line is, is that uh, we have more... shut up. <laughs> we have some energy and dynamism when those two play, and if you play, if you play Kovacic in there, it just doesn't happen, as we saw against Slavia Prague. So I'm hoping that the fact that they didn't play against Prague, he has got worse and worse, hasn't he? As Who? the season, Kovacic, as yeah. the season has gone on, he's he a good replacement for really for, for, well. What's his name? Jorginho. Thrust can't penetrate. <laughs> Oh, Marco, we've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's rubbish. Just be honest. Kovacic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kovacic is named in that starting eleven to face Liverpool at Anfield on Sunday. It won't happen. I'm done, mate. Do you know happen. what? I, I, I've got to watch the match. I'm going to be doing the, the Sunday show, the fans forum show. I do in here on a Sunday between three and seven. I've got to watch the match in here. But nobody's where going to be listening. No, going to be watching. No, it's all right. Match. Yeah, but I've still got to watch it while broadcasting. Can you imagine if we lose? What's going to be like for me having to keep a cool head? It's impossible. You know, manage. You're a professional. I've got. I, I have some hope. Will you I'm be doing... on air when the starting eleven is? Yeah, I will. And I mean, I've you got. I've got. Uh, you I've couldn't got, possibly. I've got a Man United and an Arsenal fan with me on Sunday. I think the both only... of whom hate Liverpool, so I'll be in, in good all, company. In all seriousness, proper the, fans the who actually only... hate oh, Liverpool. Oh yeah, you know. keep it going. The only the only <laughs> question mark is what 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 will Sarri throw a little curved ball up top and potentially. Giroud. Well, no, no I, he's going to pick Pig Wayne. We all know. No, him. no, no. I, I think. Oh, you he mean might, he might do a false no, nine? I might do. You think he might do a false nine? Mm. And I quite like the idea of. Well, um, William on the left, 
William Hudson Hazard in the middle. Hudson, Hazard, yeah. Hazard. It's not a bad shout, mate. Proving once and for all that Virgil van Dijk is £75 million overvalued. Mm. I think he's a very good player, Mark, he is, I have he to is. say. No, no, I agree. Yeah, he is. You know, and no, Alisson's no, a good I, goalkeeper. Yeah. No, he isn't. Yes, he is. Oh, please. Really? I don't oh, think so. come on. Have you seen mm. him dribble? Have, well, you, they, have you, sir? No, no. He makes love like a footballer. <laughs> he dribbles before he shoots. <laughs> and, yes. and with that, after some distinctly below par chat, a quick update from the Masters. Molinari has finished. He's leading seven under. Jason Day, behave, Mark. Jason Jason Day is level with him at the top of the leaderboard, seven under 16 through, being chased by Johnson and Kepka. Where's he come from? He's an Australian. No, I didn't mean that. I just meant where was he in the list? Because you didn't mention him before. He was sort of tied down in third, Mike. He was, was he? sort of four under. Ah, I didn't um, realise that. Pa- What's happened to Poulter? <laughs> well, 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 What's happened to valleys. Poulter? Poulter is, he's still in the mix. He's five under, but he's finished for oh, today's okay. shot. Just a one under for today. Coming up, we turn our attentions back to Liverpool and it's time to get the opposition view with Daniel Moxon, owner and editor of The Copite. This. That's right, it's that time of the show where we turn our attention to the next <laughs> opponent. And if you're wondering why I'm laughing, it's because our producer Laurie Callas, who, as previously stated, is a Newcastle fan, nearly just knocked him out, himself out because it's Newcastle 1, Leicester 0. <laughs> Aosi Perez with a thumping header. Laurie, in his excitement, jumped, mined the header and headed his own microphone. Uh, we're <laughs> praying for him. Hopefully he's OK. But the show must go on in his absence. I think he thumped the microphone more than Perez thumped the ball. I think he guided it more. He, well, fact. it was a flick, wasn't it, towards the back post? Yeah, yeah, whereas, whereas Laurie thumped. Yeah, it sort of middled it with yeah. his forehead. Yeah. I'm delighted to say that we're joined on the line by Daniel Moxon, who's the owner and editor of The Copite. Evening, Daniel. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Are you confident of three points against Chelsea? Uh, confident is a hard word. Um, Liverpool don't have the best of record against Chelsea in uh, recent years. Um, and so it's it's always going to be a tough one, even in the, the current form that Liverpool are in. Well, that's I, I'm sorry, we're all stunned into silence because, Daniel, you, you're incredibly reasonable about it. I thought we were going to say we're going to batter you. Exactly, I know. <laughs> we're stunned into silence by your reasonableness. <laughs> I mean, look. Don't get me wrong. Go on, mate. Don't get me wrong. I'm confident, and I know that we've got a very strong side, and um, this Liverpool team is capable of beating absolutely anybody. But it'd be foolish to say that we're going to sort of welcome Chelsea to Anfield and we're just going to walk over them because it's just not been the case in recent years. And even though this is a Chelsea side that's been much maligned Mm. uh, this season. It's still a side that's currently sat in third place and very much fighting for a Champions League spot. It's a very good side. Yeah, and we're the only side to have beaten you up there this season, which I think uh, shouldn't be forgotten. And our record Absolutely. against you up there has been really quite, well, very good, really, hasn't it? I mean, it's the last time we lost. We were saying this earlier on, the last time we lost up there was in uh, May 2012. And, of course, that was just before we beat you in the cup final and won the Champions League. So I think they were all... Having a and bit of a breather, bef- weren't they? Was that was it? Wasn't yeah, that was the uh, that was the four-one at yeah, Anfield. That's right. Um, I yeah. was there. Dare to Denver. Dare to no, that was two thousand and the next fourteen. Was it? I think. Was yeah, it two years later. Two years later. Yeah. So there we go. I mean, the, the thing is, Daniel. I mean, look. You know, is this the closest that you've got? I mean, you know, you got pretty close under Rogers with Suarez, didn't you? But I mean, how mm-hmm. desperate? How desperate are Liverpool supporters to 
to win the title this year? Obviously, it's a huge thing. I mean, it's been, it's been so, so long. We've won pretty much everything that you can win in between since we last won the title in 1990. Um, so this is the one that, I mean, a lot of supporters have, have never seen Liverpool win the league in their lifetimes. And this, this, is a, this is Liverpool Football Club we're talking about. This is a team that's got 18 league titles, five European Cups. They're a juggernaut of world football. But a long but time ago, it's though. Just been, yeah, it's been so long since the last league title. It's, it, most supporters, they're, just, they're so desperate for it. Daniel, I've got to ask you, mate. I've been the one defender of Liverpool, really, in the studio. It's been suggested that everyone in the country You're a millennial, wants mate. City to win the league because Liverpool fans are so insufferable. <laughs> Do you, as a Liverpool fan, feel that that's the case? Do you think this is a case of no one wants Liverpool to win the league apart from Liverpool and apparently me? <laughs> it's it's a little like um, we said when I first came on. I usually find the more reasonable fans are usually more open to Liverpool winning it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There the you go. Or, or Daniel, the young, the young, the younger ones. To be the fair, ones. the younger ones. I mean, I'm immensely reasonable. I'm very old. <laughs> and I've seen everything, and I used to enjoy watching Liverpool beat all the foreigners and uh, and win the European Cup in, when I was a talk, youth. Talking of that, but, Daniel. Uh, but now... Uh, um, uh, sorry, you carry on there. No, no, no. I was just going to... I was just interested. Obviously, last season, you kind of fell at the final fence with um, the, the, the the Salah shoulder thing and the, mm-hmm. the Champions League final. Given that, you know, you obviously put a good show in against Porto, looks like you're going to go through to the semis... If you had to take a choice, given what happened last season, given the fact of what you just said about you haven't won the league since 1990, you can only win one trophy. Which one would you pick? I think if if we were forced to just sort of pick one, I don't. I've, first of all, I don't believe for a second that Jurgen Klopp will target just the one and focus on the one. He will absolutely be good in for both. But if we were to just win one, I'm pretty sure the vast majority of fans would say they'd want the Premier League. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. I, I could totally understand that. I mean, if I mean, you know, I mean it was a bit weird for us because I mean we we won the title in '55, so the fact that we hadn't won it since it, it just wasn't a thing, was it? Because we just it never even entered our consciousness. To, to be fair, but mm. for you lot, as you said, you won it 18 times, so it must really stick in the old, you know what? The fact that you haven't since. Hey, listen, that Daniel. If you do beat us on Sunday, do you think that's the title in the bag? It's hard to say. I mean, you look at Chelsea and it's the last top six side that Liverpool have to face. So on paper, it's the last big test, so to speak. And if Liverpool do win it, it's going to be a huge confidence boost for everyone from the fans to the players to the manager. They'll obviously be thrilled with the win. But when you get to this time of season, everyone's usually still fighting for something. And so even your smaller teams down at the bottom, I say smaller, obviously, with respect, but for example, the last two games of the season, we've got Newcastle, who will possibly be fighting relegation. Come on, Raffer will lie down for you, lot. you know that. (laughs) They're one nil up at the moment, yeah, so uh, they'll be pretty safe. I'd I'd love it if uh, Raffer played 11 kids, but there's there's every chance that they'll still be fighting relegation, so... We can't take that for granted. And then Wolves on the final day could still be going for continental qualification. So it's 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 we're not going to have any easy games between now and the end of the season. It's a huge cliche, I know, but it's it's this what? win would be excellent. It would be a huge win, but it wouldn't be everything. Worst case scenario, mate. Let, let's just say, and, and you know, obviously this would be terrible for Liverpool, but 
I can't can't think of many people who would laugh if you, if you ended up with nothing this season. Mm. What, what what would what would be your opinion and kind of the wider Liverpool viewpoint of Klopp? Because that would be what is is this his fifth season now? He took over at the start of the fifteen sixteen season. Okay, so so if you ended up with nothing again this season, would you go? You know, this there's obviously some kind of hex on this guy. We're never going to win anything with him, or would you say no? Let's stick with it and carry on into I, next season. What what would be the thoughts there? I think you will always get some people in every fan base who would be sort of very trigger happy and say, "Oh, we can't win anything. He's took us as far as we can. Uh, let's get someone else in and see if they can improve us." But I think you've just got to look at the state of. Where he, where he took over, where we were, how much we were struggling. We were in the Europa League. We had, frankly, for a club of our size, we had a really poor squad. We weren't playing very good football. Um, there was a really bad feeling around the place. And now, to be last season, there was obviously that spectacular uh, Champions League run. This season, we've, we've lost one league game all season. It's, it's, it, everything has gone from being sort of very negative and this isn't where we should be to now we're fighting for things, we're fighting for the big trophies, we're, we're beating the best teams in Europe and it's, there's just so much of a better feeling on the place. We're playing better football, we've got better players. Just everything has improved. And For example, yes, I, I know he's been in charge for a few years now and he hasn't won a trophy. And yes, there's, there's the thing that always get mentioned of, well, he's, he's been in three cup finals and hasn't won any of them, like... Uh, why why can't he win trophies when it gets to them? I don't think it's necessarily a, a shortfall on his side of things. It's I mean when you get to a cup final, it's whoever's the best side on the day. That's no reflection necessarily. All right, yes, you can get your tactics wrong, you can get your selection wrong, but it's no reflection on not a massive reflection on your ability as a manager overall. You're, the job as a manager overall is to improve the club on the whole, and he's done that to no end. Would you say, would you say, I mean, we've got, I think like kind of the Liverpool situation and the Chelsea situation in terms of past legends going on to managerial jobs, um, while things necessarily aren't brilliant at at, at their sort of alma mater clubs. How would you see kind of the, the Steven Gerrard thing? So let's say you ended up with nothing this season, you go into next season... And the same thing happens again. Would you see Stephen, somebody like Stephen Gerrard, as um, a logical successor to, to Klopp? Is is that what people are thinking, or do you not view it that way? I, I don't know about successor to Klopp. The, the, the one thing I've always said is that, especially once obviously we found out he was going into the coaching and managerial route, is that he will likely be Liverpool manager one day, but. I, the one thing I look at, at Rogers with Rangers, um, I look at his press conferences, and this is what gives me the most worries. He's very spiky. He's very, in some ways, aggressive with people. He seems to have a lot more maturing to do as a manager. For example, after a loss, there's been times this season where he's come out and basically accused his whole team of not being good enough. And it's it's just things like that. I look at him and just go, all right, he, he may be a very good coach. We don't know that. We don't see what happens in the training field. But he's got maturing to do as a manager before he could take on... Well, it's hard to say a bigger role because obviously Rangers, is a, it's a huge role up in Scotland. It's a, it's a massive club. 
but I, I don't know if he's he's certainly not ready for the Liverpool job right now. There's no way. I don't think he would be Klopp's successor, but I wouldn't say that he's no chance of having the job in the future because I, I believe that once he's matured and once he's had a lot more experience under his belt, then he's he well obviously he's a club legend. He'd be welcome back with open arms. Mm. Be interested to see uh, him lining up on the with uh, Frank Lampard and the other dugout one day, Daniel. It could happen. It could happen, couldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you how do you see it going on Sunday, mate? Uh, you know, I, I know Johnny's going to squeeze a, a prediction out of you in a minute, but I mean, in all seriousness, how how do you see it going? What's the key things for you to, for Liverpool to win or Chelsea to win? The the one thing for me that I've I've been really impressed with Liverpool in recent weeks is it's it's I mean you, it's clear to see when you watch us especially in recent games for example the Southampton game Liverpool were awful in the first half yeah. of that they weren't much better in the second half but they ground out the win and they've been doing that and they've been accused of luck and maybe that is part of it I mean sure it would be I mean every team needs luck but every successful team that is but at the same time I. It reminds me a lot of, and bear with me on this one, it reminds me a lot of Manchester United under Sir Alex Ferguson in terms of they had a lot of times where they'd go to the league, but they seemed to be riding their luck so much where they were playing poorly, but they still ground out the result. They found the way to win. And that's what we've been doing in recent weeks. And if we can do that again on Sunday, I I don't think we'll walk over Chelsea. If we are to win, it'll be a hard-fought ground out win but I, I more than um I certainly believe that we're capable of it you know I was amazed by, by, by what you said there a minute uh, for, for a second but you redeemed yourself Daniel very well Man United I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Daniel I've got to put you on the spot a chance perhaps to unredeem yourself because I need a score prediction for the weekend how's it going to go oh um <laughs> I, I I think Liverpool will edge it uh, you can you can cry by it. You've you you've unredeemed yourself, cry. mate. You, you <laughs> have officially unredeemed yourself. No, I think uh, that's fair enough. And as as you know, I'm very keen for them to win the league. So um, I, I'm with you. A specific score, though, Daniel, as the faces around me grimace. A specific score, I'll go 2-1 Liverpool. 2-1 Liverpool. He's a confident man. Daniel, thanks ever so much for talking to us. Daniel Moxon there, who is the owner and editor of The Copite. Well, we've heard the Liverpool side of things. And coming up, it's time to hear how Chelsea should set up against the Reds. Is love sport. This is the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio and we've heard that Liverpool are confident ahead of a game against the Blues. Daniel Moxon, owner and editor of the Copite, was saying he was confident of a 2-1 win for Liverpool. First of all, gents, is he wrong? Well, I, yeah, he is, I think. I mean, I'll tell you what, what he's not wrong about and it's a shame I, I completely went out of my head otherwise I would have mentioned it to him. But, I mean, you know, the, the seasoned football watchers amongst us, which I would say includes definitely all, all three of us, <laughs> I'm not. No, that's no slur against you, Johnny. But right. when you when you have been when you <laughs> have three of us, four people it, in the studio, is, we'll move on. Well, I mean, we've been watching it no, for like I'm 150 joking. years collectively. Know, so know, you know, yeah. but when you have been watching football for a long time, you you do know you get this sense. And Liverpool, he's right. They have been, you know, winning ugly and and getting the results when the performances haven't been up there. But we've also noticed something, and that's in, you know, you also need a fair bit of luck. And that Liverpool have had most ridiculous luck all season. Particularly with referees. Yeah, and that's and the kind of thing that can deliver you a title. We've seen it before. We've yeah. done it. You know, but United used to do it. He's right about that. These last four games, they can be uh, 
very squeaky bum time, can't they? But however, having said that, I, I think I think personally that Liverpool, you know, have been having the old wobble recently. Uh, clearly not the five nil drubbing they handed out to Watford. But certainly Southampton, he's right. They were really poor in both halves against that. And, and they were, I mean, offside it. goal from Salah, arguably. You know, they, they, they got away with that one. Even, I mean, the Tottenham game, that was close. Even the Fulham game, they were relatively lucky to come out of that one with a result. So I, I'm not so sure. I, I think they are in a, in a bit of a wobbly form. And if we play as well as we yeah, played against West Ham. Exactly. Which was a really fantastic I think we could do them. And that'll be the team he'll yeah. select, of yeah, course. Exactly. He'll play Emerson. He won't play uh, Alonso. Alonso. Yeah. He'll play Luis and Rudiger. He'll play David right back. Yeah. He'll play uh, Kante, obviously. Kante, and, Jorginho, uh, Jorginho, Loftus-Cheek. Loftus-Cheek, absolutely. William, yeah. Hazard and hudson Absolutely correct. Or Pigwain. Uh, well, no, unless yeah, exactly, yeah, Higuain will be in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot, a lot of people have said that Liverpool are going to be the team hurt most by the introduction of VAR to the Premier League because yeah. they seem to be getting away with so much. Yeah. <clears throat> Serious question: Do you think Liverpool get preferential treatment from referees because they are Liverpool? No, no, I, I really, I just don't buy that. I mean, it's just such a stupid, it's like a thing a Spurs fan would say. The only team you that know, gets no. preferential treatment is. Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, UEFA. Do you Lona. buy into that? Yeah, yeah UEFA. Yeah, but that's UEFA. That's a different thing. Yeah. Our referees are not are not biased. Then you know they're I'm just. Not, not. I'm not for a second saying they're biased. Even unconsciously, but, no. But they probably are unconsciously. No, no, no. I, I, the theory about uh, you know Warnock's theory. Not that I like to agree with Warnock ever about anything, <laughs> but he is right. I think the big clubs do get the decisions going their way more than the smaller clubs. And of course, the old theory was the number of penalties that United used to get at Old Stratford. But the trouble is referees are swayed unconsciously by the atmosphere and when you've got you know 70 odd thousand people baying for a penalty then chances are he's going to give a penalty to United and also don't forget the bigger clubs are going to spend far more time in the opposition's box when they're playing against a smaller club so that you know it it, it kind of makes sense that they're going to get more decisions going their way I actually think it's more the linesmen who are affected yeah that too yeah they've got the crowds right on their back right yeah definitely so I think there there are truths to this but I really I genuinely don't believe that referees are are biased just don't not having it no I poor, not very good. Poor. Some of yeah. them are They're poor. Very poor. Rubbish, but not, but very not rubbish, biased. Lots of them, but not biased. <laughs> not yeah. actively. Yeah. No, 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 Egomaniacs. No, no. And, yeah. Well, in the case of Mike Dean, yeah. I think quite yeah. possibly. Yeah. A quick update. Poseurs. Poseurs. In his quite. case. Yeah. A quick update from the Masters. Molinari and Jason Day have both finished for the day. They both shot oh, a very impressive finished. 67 and are now seven under Sipping after two up. rounds plays. Johnson and Kupka are both six through seventeen, six under, sorry, seventeen and six through respect, respectively, rather. And Ian Poulter is five under. He has finished. We hear a lot about Liverpool's front three. It's, they're always talked about together: Salah, Sane, Sane, Mane, and Firmino. Of those three, though, who concerns you the most? Well, Salah, because he used to play for us, so it's kind of, it's, you know, one of those kind of... Especially given what's gone on. Oh, yeah, well, Because he's yeah, been bang you know, out yeah, of form, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be classic for him to... Sc- I mean, do you know what? I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you know this, Johnny, but Salah was absolutely pony when he played for Chelsea. He couldn't hit, you know, uh, Cal's rear end with a banjo. He scored think, one goal, didn't he? I think, yeah, be, luckily. To be fair... He was awful. Yeah, but to be fair, he came into that side and I would put him in with... He, Shirler was another player. Yeah. The, Who was that? And Quadrado as well. It was the amount, yeah. the amount of pressure those guys were under yeah. to do something. Yeah. They came, 
came on there. They were like rabbits caught yeah, in the they headlights. Just, they looked way out of it. I mean, this is what I say about, you know, compare Salah playing for, for Chelsea and playing for Liverpool. You know, at Chelsea, he basically melted under the spotlight of playing for a really big club expecting to win things. At Liverpool, <laughs> he wasn't, you know. I, th- I, think, I think the thing I is, said that with such a straight face, didn't I? You know... No. <laughs> He's like you winked outrageously. I know, I know, this, um, do you remember Michu played for Swansea? Swansea, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lit up the world yeah. for a year and then evaporated. Yeah. Um, you know, I, probably, but you know, I, Salah this season, you know, he overruns the ball. He, I, He's, He's not could have scored twenty plus. I know, no, he it? has, but I, I just don't think. What are you trying to say, Marco? Is Salah is he all that really? No, no, you know? he, no. He's a great player, but he's not as good as people think no, he I, is. I agree. Based did you on hear what this he week? People were season. laughably trying to compare Hazard to Salah. I mean, who's that idiot? It's oh god, well, I forgot his name now. Darren, Darren Lewis at the Mirror thinks that Salah is a better oh, player. Oh no, than I Hazard. heard all that. What an absolute numpty! Well, you know. Good grief. As a goal scorer, Good grief. Salah is, despite having, as you rightly say, Mark, a disappointing season relative to his exploits yeah. last year, he's one goal off top of yeah. the golden boot yeah. rankings despite yeah. not playing exactly. as a centre-forward. So you can't discount that. He is a fabulous player. Yeah. And they're well, very yeah. different players, but I don't think he's far off, Hazel. No, the very different skill set. Million very miles different. away. I don't think he is a million he, miles away. Look, you know, how many how many games has it just way more skillful uh, than Salah? How many games has has Salah transformed? Countless last season. Absolutely no, no, countless. but that's it. But that's it. Everybody talks about that last season. That's and it. some this season, hat trick no, against no, Bournemouth, but, for example. But even, look, even on but that basis, talk. look, I'm sorry, but even on that basis, I mean, I'm sorry, you're, you know, Hazard is a, just billions of light years ahead of ahead of Salah. But Sa- he's, he's as not a, in as, so many no, areas. Well, if you hear me out, you'll you'll hear Ooh. because Sa- you know Hazard's Hazard's touch, Hazard's skill set is just far greater than Salah. Salah can run very fast, and yeah, he can find the back of the onion bag. Good for him. I but I, he, he can also he can exactly he can overrun it. He can pass it out. He can miss the ball. He can absolutely you know. Uh, he, he can hit the corner flag as much as he can hit the hit the hit the target. So you know, I think on a consistently skillful basis, Hazard is by far the better player. I think he ter- can score goals. Good for him. I'm not taking that in away. In terms from of him. technique, you're right, but the goal scoring yeah, is phenomenal massively important and well done. But of course, you know, he plays in a side that's thumping people week in week out, and he's getting people who are delivering it on a play for him, but, which is actually how it should be. I'm not knocking I him for that. Admit, I must admit, what 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 I will say um, about Liverpool is that, you know, I don't know, well, going back to when they almost won the league and we stopped them. Suarez. Um, they, had, they had that front three yeah. of Suarez, Sterling, Sterling and Sturridge, yeah. um, which was great. Yeah, pretty handy. And and now they've managed to get, you know, Salah, Mane and yeah. Firmino, which, which is great. They're very good. They're very, and, very and, good. And we... we, we have managed nothing. Nothing. Well, I know. In, in, yeah, but I mean, that's in, the, in that time there, frame. That, it, 
Without a doubt. Club I mean, Liv- obviously, we've managed nothing. Well, but they've been hugely, though. Yeah, but Liverpool they? are a club a on the up. Liverpool are a club on the up, and we are not. We're, uh, for a quiz, Johnny. Quiz. Very quiz, quickly. quickly. Right, the answers were, uh, and basically Chad cheated and got it all right, but Chad would because he knows what he's talking about. But they are Joe Cole, Yossi Banayoun, Glenn Johnson, Victor Moses, David Speedy, uh, Zenden, Tony Haitley, uh, Nigel Spackman, Raul Morellas, Joey James, Nicholas Anelka, Fernando Torres, Daniel Sturridge, Mo Salah, Fabio Barini, Dominic Solanke, Alf Hansen, who played for us in 1938 and Ben Howard Baker Chad came up with that which I completely didn't know goalkeeper for us 1921 to 19 uh, and he played for Corinthians as well so it's there we go Nicholas Anelka doesn't count because he's played for pretty much everyone gents I need a quick score prediction from all of you against Liverpool how's it going to go 1-1 1-1 Mark 2-1 to Chelsea and Chidge 2-1 to Chelsea. Henderson and, own goal and being I'd the like winner. I'd like to change mine to 2-1 to Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Everyone's confident. <laughs> blow high, blow low. Join us next week Brilliant. on the Chelsea Fan Show. This is Love Sport. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.